Hey, Forge family. God's rich, deep, and thorough blessings on you and your households, on you and all that are precious to you. I want you to know that the Lord is up to something. I felt led to teach us through the book of Zechariah and then led to teach through 1 Thessalonians, and now we begin the book of the prophet Joel. There are significant sections of these three books that proclaim the destiny of Israel, the destiny of the church, and God's wrath poured out on those who hate him, who rail against him, who resist him, and who have wounded his people Israel and made martyrs in the church. I could say I would not have made these consecutive teaching choices on my own. Let's begin with this introduction to the book of Joel and come with the expectation of for what the Lord has for all of us. <clears throat> this minor prophet, the book of Joel, was written by a man whose name means Yahweh is God. His father was Pethuel, a name that appears only once in Scripture, and his tribal connections are not found in the text or in Jewish history. <clears throat> Certainly, there are traditions, but they do not hold up as trustworthy regarding the roots of this family. It is as if Joel wants only to be known as an instrument of God. Both Jeremiah and Hosea begin their prophetic outpouring with the same phrase, quote, The word of the Lord came to me. Unquote. <clears throat> the historical setting of this book has caused scholars to radically disagree. There's no mention of the Assyrian Empire or the Babylonian Empire. No kings are named as time markers with which we can date Joel. These, if you will, deficiencies in uh, being able to date the, the writing of this prophet and no individually unique prophecies lead us to look deeper. Yahweh had called his servant to speak to Judah, which included Jerusalem. From this, we know that the city stood and so did the temple. Some scholars would place Joel as a prophet contemporary with King Uzziah and the prophet Isaiah, about 740 B.C. Others would place Joel on the cusp of the Babylonian overthrow of Jerusalem and the destruction of Solomon's temple in 596 B.C. There are some scholars who push the date of writing out past the Babylonian exile, making Joel contemporary with Zechariah in 521 B.C. And others still push further past the rebuilding of the temple and past the rebuilding of the wall surrounding Jerusalem, which would date the prophecies in Joel in the time after Nehemiah, perhaps as early as 400 B.C. After reading many options, I have arrived at one that satisfies me and better scholars than, than myself. Joel's listeners were in Judah, and he does not mention the ten rebel tribes of Israel that abandoned worship in Jerusalem following the death of Solomon, having chosen to worship the golden calves set up in Dan and in Bethel. Some 80 years after that split in the nation, the daughter of the wicked king Omri of Israel 
named Athaliah, had been raising her son Ahaziah in the footsteps of King Ahab of Israel, who was the grandfather to this king, uh, this king Athaliah. Ahab had been an extraordinarily wicked king with Queen Jezebel previously in Israel. Athaliah's husband, King Joram of Judah, had been severely wounded in battle, and Athaliah quickly seized the role of queen and positioned her son to reign. When Joram died, Ahaziah was hunted down and killed. The six-year reign of Athaliah the queen was a litany of evil, with temple desecration and destruction of some of the most sacred worship implements. Finally, she set about killing all other heirs to the throne, but missed one who was hidden, the child Joash. Her reign ended in 835 BC when the high priest Jehoiada overthrew Athaliah and set the seven-year-old Joash on the throne. Jehoiada, the high priest, ruled during the period while Joash matured. Given that almost all prophets date themselves with a named king who reigned at the time of their prophetic word, having no king reigning in Jerusalem would explain why Joel did not mention one to date his prophetic delivery. I'm inclined to date Joel close to 835 B.C., which sets him as the second prophet to Judah. Only Obadiah prophesied before Joel 10 years previous. Joel predates Isaiah by 100 years, but is joined by Isaiah, Ezekiel, and Zechariah in prophesying a global outpouring of Holy Spirit upon all flesh. There are other striking similarities of message and delivery between Amos, Micah, Zephaniah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel. Mind you, they weren't plagiarizing from one another. It was the Holy Spirit who moved each one to prophesy. And, and he moderated the content. The prophet Joel provides some of the most specific details regarding the day of the Lord. His prophecy is rooted in sharply drawn images from nature and from the battlefield to point out God's coming judgment on sin. You recall the latter chapters we studied in Zechariah, in which the Lord was judging his people Israel, followed by his judgment on the Gentile nations that had come to decimate Jerusalem and his people. Last, Joel rehearses the purifying process the Lord puts Israel through to restore them, bringing them through great suffering. We will see these three themes repeated in a fresh way throughout the book of Joel. The atmosphere into which Joel prophesies was one of faded faith, covered by a thin veneer of traditions and formal worship, which produced empty lives. Further, the moral fabric of Judah was unraveled and had shifted to deviance. Judah was about to be warned again of Yahweh's demand for right worship and righteous living. 
portions of the manuscript of Joel's prophecy were discovered in the caves of Qumran, placed there by those in the Essene sect, along with the Dead Sea Scrolls, perhaps at the time of Jesus. Other scrolls were more recently found in caves along Wadi Murabat, set high on a vertical face over a seasonal stream that runs down through the Judean wilderness to the Dead Sea, 18 miles south of Qumran. There are no disagreements between the discovered scrolls, the fabrics, excuse me, the fragments, and modern translations. All right, Forge family. Joel's text is three chapters long. Let's set about reading it frequently during this teaching series. Now, just as Jeremiah, Hosea, and Joel heard directly from the Lord, let's ask that we all receive the word of the Lord for Forge, for San Mateo County, for California, and for our nation. Let's pray. Lord, the Spirit, you're the one, Lord, who has led us through these studies. And here we are, Lord, um, again, with a prophet who says, And the Lord spoke to me. The Lord made it clear to me. And so we ask, Lord, that you would speak and you would make it clear for all of us. We would be your servants. Likewise, Lord, we would be those who walk in righteousness Lord, we would be those who walk in right worship and, and seek your presence. Come, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Forge. Uh, I'm going to attach a little um, document with this podcast so that you have a chance to compare some things in Joel with other, some of the other prophets. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Stay healthy. In Jesus' name.